Let me just say one thing. I can vouch for the fact that your head is as big as Peyton Manning's. Thank you. I get my makeup right after you every week, and Diane, the makeup artist, actually uses a roller to do the makeup on your forehead. <laughs> You're very funny. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's back. What's up? Chris Sims on button PFTPM. Thank you very much. Yes, my big forehead is here. I just put a roller of makeup on it. How are you doing today, Mr. Florio? Yeah, you know, I got up here and sat down seven minutes ago. and right. That's how long it took you to put your billboard on to your forehead. I got to. It's not the fact of the size of my forehead. I have one of the shiniest, oiliest foreheads ever. That is my big complaint. I don't You're have... You're a good Italian. I hey, know. He's a good Italian. Hey. He's oily. You he's a healthy. He's a... He's eating olive oil. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I have lack of olive oil. Maybe that's why it's like my body's trying to tell me you need to put something in your system. I don't know because your skin always looks good. You don't seem to have the same problem I do. Now the rest of your face I don't know about, but your skin's okay. Okay. Right. Yes. Rate review. You know it. Joint PFTPM. Chris Sims unbutton, please. Uh, again, we are not expert gamblers, but we follow the league as close as anybody there is in the business and take our advice. Uh, listen to things we say. Not that we are always right with our bets and our picks, but I do think we can add knowledge to the listener, uh, the viewer, whatever, which way you digest this podcast, because we will bring up some interesting facts about certain matchups and uh, why we see it that way. And, you know, sometimes I listen to my, my, I listen back to the pod every now and then, or I go on P you know, pro football talk. And I see our little thing about the breakdown of the games. And I go, man, like my pick didn't match up to what I said in the breakdown of the game. Like I should have picked the other team. So uh, I'm, I'm relying on the listener to use their knowledge of what we're saying and make sense of it. Um, okay. Last week you were nine and seven. I was 13 and three. We disagreed on games and I just swept, swept that shit. Get you out of here. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's got props. Bye -bye. He's got props. Bye bye. Carrot Top's got props. Yeah, motherfucker. You lost. Woo! Eat that crap. Four and oh. Florio took the Dolphins. Sims takes the Jets. Florio took the Jaguars. Sims but took the Jaguars. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Dolphins got fucked in that game, also. Oh, ooh, be dooby doo. Patriots. I took the Chiefs. You took the Raiders. I took the Titans. Cry me a river, Justin Timberlake. Okay. We don't want to hear it. I'm not Jessica Beale. You can't make up for your mistakes that you've made recently, like flirting with other women. Um, that's another topic. All right. Wait a minute. You're not talking about me. No. Let's I'm just talking make about sure the record's clear. You're. No, well, no one wants. You're not to... defaming me. No, you're defaming. You're defaming Justin Timberlake. You I heard just that, be right? Clear. He got caught, like Greg. Like I don't know anything about it. You didn't know I'll, that. I'm all. I'm all football all the time. Apparently, you're not. Yeah, no. Sometimes I actually do just look at the world for a second, and uh, yeah, he Justin Timberlake was holding hands with some girl, and she was touching him on his leg. He's married to Jessica Biel. That's where that came from. Uh, not All right, Joe not Buck. Cool. It's good to know your second favorite website's TMZ.com. No, it's it's not that either. It's actually Yahoo. That's where I usually get that kind of stuff from when I just want to kind of catch up on an overall world perspective. But I, I was 13-3. You were 9-7. Florio, you did a great job on your best bets. You won San Francisco covering the spread. You also won the San Francisco-New Orleans over. You lost Seattle. 
I lost Seattle as well and Houston. I mean, I got drubbed in the Houston. And you see that? Look at that little Christmas ornament of what Chris is Sims that? There. Somebody tweeted this into us yesterday. It is a Christmas ornament, and he actually has it hanging on his Christmas tree, which I am like, look at that. I mean, I really am like absolutely, absolutely honored at the official bride W to do that, to have that. I don't know who made that Christmas ornament. I'm sure whatever company did has lost money, but either way, that is really cool. And uh, I appreciate them putting me uh, on their Christmas tree during the holidays. Now, now is that, is that a spleen included Chris Sims ornament? I, I mean, think is that, that is that's spleen or post spleen? Yeah, I think that's pre spleen, pre spleen. Yep. Uh, they definitely weren't making any more ornaments of me after the spleen. I wasn't worth a damn after that. So that that's that. But either way, you went two and one in best bets. I went one and two for the year. Best bets. Uh, you were 24 and 16. I am 22 and 18. I'm two games behind you there. And then our straight up as we liked, like, I know this is the one we're really competing on. You got a three game lead. I closed the gap. I'm just going to well, chip no, no, away. No, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't care about that one last week when it was seven. Now you care about it. I always care about it. I've been very transparent about that all year. And we need to get an updated picture of Mike Florio on there. I mean, just come on. What is that? 12 years ago? Holy cow. And, you know, I mean, can somebody make a Christmas ornament of you? I'd like to see that. Um, Okay. You ready? You ready to do this? I'm ready. All right. Thursday night football, last one of the year, Jets, Ravens. Jets got a pretty good run defense. Ravens, Lamar Jackson beat up Mike. Um, how much are you going to pick the Ravens to win this game by? Yeah, I mean, this is one that I think the Ravens win easily, although I'm concerned about the spread. The spread is a little high. The spread is almost so high at 15 and a half that it has me thinking about the Jets as a potential best bets pick because I don't see the Ravens scoring a dramatically greater number of points in the jets. I do think the Ravens win 27 to 14. That's my pick. So that's the Ravens to cover the, or to, or to win the jets to cover. And uh, I I'm just, I don't like that spread. That spreads too much. I, I thought it would be more around 11 or 12 points. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can't say I disagree with the spread much. And here's why. Let me say yeah, why. Let ahead, me say why. why. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cause because Lamar Jackson's banged up, right? And, you know, they, they may be a little more careful with him. They may get RG3 in the game at some point. Fair. I just don't feel like this is going to be 59 to 10 like week one. Like, the Ravens don't have anything to prove. Yeah, they're playing in primetime. The last time they were in primetime, they stomped the shit out of the Rams. They don't need to stomp the Jets to convince people that they're good. They just need to win the game. No, And I- they have the Browns and the Steelers coming up. They're trying to clinch the one seed. I just don't think they need to use all their ammunition tonight. And that makes me think they're not going to cover. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you on the Lamar Jackson thing. I do. That That's somewhat of a, a worry there. Uh, I think the Ravens enjoy stomping whoever it is into the turf, no matter what the uh, the moment of the game or the whoever the team is they're playing, any of that. I guess my big thing here is, you know, the Jets defense, a lot of talk about, oh, it's, you know, the second best run defense in all of football, or maybe it's the best, but either way, it's right up there. You know, the, the thing I posed to you today on our, on our PFT show this morning was, yeah, the Jets, the run defense is really good, but this is where you can't trust the numbers always. One, they haven't played a lot of great offenses in general. Two, when teams want to play the Jets, they look at their secondary and go, why would we want to run it when we could throw it against these guys? That's the issue there. No Quinn and Williams, no Jamal Anders, uh, J- uh, Jamal Adams. So that scares me for the Jets. And then the Jets offense, listen, it's just not that good. I mean, there's a reason they are the 31st offense in football. Uh, I know, I know they've played some good defenses. Um, 
when they, other than the Cowboys, you know, though they've really kind of feasted on the poor as far as their offense is concerned. They, they rack up points and numbers against bad defenses. And then when it's a good defense, they don't show up. Um, I think the Ravens handle this one. Like, I think they're going to win. I, I put, I'm going 27 to six. I just don't think it might not be pretty and sexy and an air show and everything like that, but I think they're just going to slowly beat the jets into the ground. And uh, that's where I, that's where I come up with that score. But either way, I will be tuned in and watching anything else you want to say to that before we move on. No, other than let's move on. That, right. that, it's the last Thursday night game of the year. And it's arguably one of the worst Thursday night games of the year. And hopefully it'll be entertaining, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Seahawks, Panthers, Seahawks going across country, Carolina, 1 PM Eastern time zone start. Always tough on the West coast team. Seahawks coming off of what I would say was their worst performance of the year uh, on Sunday night football last week. That was not pretty. Panthers are of course in shambles at this point. Seahawks favored by six over under at 48 and a half. Mike lead us off. Yeah, look, I remember there was a time not that long ago when Panthers-Seahawks felt like it possibly could be the new Peyton Manning-Tom yeah, Brady rivalry right. with Russell Wilson and Cam Newton going toe-to-toe, and they had some great games, and they, they the, the Panthers kind of caught up with the Seahawks, but now Cam Newton's long gone, even though he's still with the Panthers. Kyle Allen and Russell Wilson doesn't have the same zing to it. I think this is one the Seahawks win because they need to win it. The Panthers have been falling apart ever since the firing of Ron Rivera. They were falling apart before that second straight year in the second half of the season. They've been in a free fall. They were uninspired under Perry Fuel last week. You had Dante Jackson calling out the defense. They've just got some disarray. Christian McCaffrey is still a very potent weapon, but it's not enough to make a difference. The The offense isn't what it was earlier this year, and the Seahawks are going to be driven. They're going to be motivated. They played plenty of games in Charlotte, and I think they win the game. I'm not, I am not. don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they win the game, and I think they cover. I've got 27-20. Yeah, I, I see the game uh, very similar to you that way. I do. I, I, I think that the Panthers hang around and are a pain in the butt for a little while just because – the Seahawks pass defense is concerning. And, you know, the Panthers do have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, DJ Moore is he's coming up as one of the best receivers in the game. You know, and you said McCaffrey's a handful there too. He'll be a handful, I think, in the pass game this week to go along with it. But, you know, the Panthers defense, certainly nothing to write home about either. And they're not good against the run. And when you're playing a team like the Seahawks, they want to run the ball first. And I think they will have enough success to where it's going to compromise the Carolina's defense the rest of the way. So I'm with you. Very similar score. I'm going 30 to 21 Seahawks. Um, Don't think they blow them out, but I think it's a game they kind of control from start to end where Carolina kind of just makes it somewhat fun to watch for a little while, but eventually the Seahawks pull away and and, and get the victory. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one. We got Patriots, Spygate 2, Scandal. They're favored by nine and a half at Cincinnati Bengals um, coming off their Was that last week when they got their first win? I can't even remember what the hell. No, no, that was two weeks ago. ago. Sorry. Yes. They lost to the Browns. That's right. Um, Over under at 40 and a half Uh, Patriots coming off that loss against the Kansas city chiefs where they did get screwed over by the referees as well. Mike, do you think there is any possibility the Bengals can stay within nine and a half points? So basically they're saying I should have gotten two of the four right that we disagreed on last week. The Dolphins got screwed and the Patriots got screwed. Thank you, counselor, for agreeing to and stipulating that fact. I think this one was already going to be ugly. 
it's going to be even uglier now because I think Bill Belichick is going to try to cram it up Zach Taylor's ass sideways after the instigation of Spygate 2 by the Bengals, the way that it all came out, Taylor having somebody who works for the team, Dave Lapham, Keller commentator for the radio broadcast, asking the loaded question at the press conference on Monday that got it all out there for everyone to be aware of it. And and I, I think Belichick, I know he's livid about this, and I think he's going to be unhappy with Zach Taylor. That that handshake at the end of the game is going to be must-see TV. And I think the Patriots are going to stomp the Bengals. That This is the kind of thing that Belichick will use to light a fire under his team. His players will respond. I got 34 to 13. The Patriots win, and they win big. Wow, 34 to 13. I'm actually surprised to hear you go that strong. I am. Um Agree with you that the Pats dominate this game. I don't, I still don't know if the Pats can just, their offense can dominate any defense to the way which you're explaining there. So that's where I question, Um, you know, I, I think the Pats defense will be dominant against the Bengals. You know, there are some weapons there to where, Hey, I mean, if the Pats play too much man to man, Joe Mixon out of the backfield, uh, you know, the receiving core for the Bengals is not bad to where they might be able to make a few plays. But ultimately, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to dominate this football game. I just think it's going to be a different way of dominating. Um, I'm going 23 to nine Pats here. You know, again, I just got to see the Pats offense kind of click before I can say they get in the 30s or anything like that. And the other thing I'll say about, you know, the uh, Bengals, their past defense is not horrible. And they do have some good corner play to where they can make things interesting that way. But uh, not interesting. I mean, just being kind of a thorn in their side. But we see it the same way. You're going blow out. And that might be one of your best bets is the, what I'm starting to see there. Uh, there's a chance that that may happen. Yep. I, I get it. I do get it. Um, okay. Let's go on to bucks. Lions bucks on fire lately. Won four to their last five, uh, going to Detroit. Who's kind of going the other direction. I mean, they're playing their third, third string quarterback. It's not easy. Buccaneers favored by three and a half without Mike Evans. I might add over under at 46 and a half in Detroit. Um, Go ahead, Mike. They also may not have quarterback Jameis Winston. It's not known at this point whether or not he's going to be able to play. And I think that's a big deal for this game. Ryan Griffin would come in and take over. And at one point on Sunday in the Buccaneers game against the Colts, it looked like Griffin was indeed going to play and finish the game. But Evans plays. He's got a crack in his thumb. He's having a hard time gripping the thumb. We we know very well what happens when your thumb's injured. You just have to do this over and over Yeah, and over you meant Winston. You said better. Evans, but yes, yes. Jameis, yes. Jameis, 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 Jameis Evans, Jameis Winston. But you know you have to do this over and over again. <laughs> Exercise and heals your Exercises. thumb. Six weeks later, your thumb is healed. I, I, I still think that the Bucs win this game even if Winston doesn't play because – it is still David Blau playing quarterback for the Lions. And I feel like the Lions have just kind of given up. They've yeah. kind of folded the tents. Right. And Matthew uh, Stafford being out hurts badly. Matt Patricia, uh, whether or not he keeps his job remains to be seen. But I just think these Lions have shut down and they're making business decisions on a regular basis. And they just want to get this season over with. So I like the Buccaneers in this one. 34-24. I still think that offense is potent without Evans or Winston. Bruce Arians is going to score some points, and I don't think the Lions are going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, I, I think you kind of said it all right there. Um, it does hurt that they have, you know, Mike Evans. Definitely, it takes away an explosive element of their team. But uh, I mean, hey, it's Chris Godwin's at a thousand yards. I mean, you know, I got to look at this. I mean, the last time I checked, they were the t- number two and number three in yards in football. 
Godwin at 1,212 yards, Mike Evans at 1,157 yards. Uh, so he obviously is a big part of their offense. But uh, I I'm with you. I think the Bucks still have enough firepower to win this football game and that the Lions have checked, it, checked in. Plus, the Lions on defense, you know, there's just not enough talent, difference makers. Uh, I do think they play too much man-to-man, -man, and I don't think that bodes well against a team like Bruce Arians and Byron Leffich, who are aggressive throwing the ball down the field. I'll say this much. I'm picking the Bucs to win 34-21 if Jameis Winston plays. If he doesn't play, I'm going to say 27-21. All right? Not that that matters. They cover the spread either way, but that's kind of just how I see it. I think Jameis Winston's worth at least a touchdown in this game if he is playing. Um, all right. I don't know. Depending upon how he's throwing the ball, he could be worth a touchdown for, for the, the other, other team. team. Yeah, you're right. It could be worth the, you're right. He could be worth touchdowns for the lions as well. Uh, no, no doubt. He continues to struggle with being, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, his good, his good is, is absurdly great. Actually. It really, it's that good, but his bad is absurdly bad. And, uh, he's there, there's just no middle ground with the guy. All right. You know, MDS and I were talking about this yesterday on the PFTPM yeah. podcast. The yeah. question came up of Winston's future. And I'm starting to think the best move for the Buccaneers with this guy is to just use the transition tag because nobody else is going to come in and try to sign him. It's cheaper than the franchise tag. It gives you one more year. Maybe you can use the transition tag as the starting point for a short-term bridge deal that you've advocated. Right. But I'm starting to think the transition tag is the answer because I don't think they have to worry about anyone else trying to take him. I agree, I agree there totally. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I've been advocating for like a two year deal that they could get out of after one year if they wanted to, uh, to where it wouldn't be much of a penalty on the salary cap that second year, you know, something kind of different than what the Jaguars did with Blake Bortles is what I'm saying. A little more safe on the second year end of it to where money doesn't get wasted in your bottom line for the salary cap. Uh, but I hear you there. And the transition tag, I think, would be something they do think about. All right. Hey, let's go to one of the under-the-radar games of the day, in my opinion. Bears at Packers. Not a lot of people talking about this one. Bears have a little mojo going. Extra days because they played on Thursday night. The Packers still winning football games, although they might not be that impressive. They're favored by four and a half at home, over under at 40 and a half, Mike. Um, do you think there's any way that the Bears can go into Green Bay and pull off an upset? I think they can. I think the Packers have been uninspired lately in the games that they've won. And when they lose, they look horrible. I think this is a very dangerous game for the Packers. I think they know it's a dangerous game and I think that they'll rise to the occasion. I'm not willing to pick the bears in this one, but I will not be surprised if the bears pull it off. The bears aren't just playing for a very thin chance of getting to the postseason this year. They're playing to lay the foundation for hope, real hope for 2020 and Mitch Trubisky loose, confident, looking like a different guy than he was earlier this year. I think this is a dangerous matchup for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I still think that because of, oh, Aaron Rodgers and company, yep. the Packers will get it done. I think it's going to be close. I got a 23-20 Green Bay, but uh, I will not be surprised if the Bears end up winning. Yeah, this is uh, this is a dangerous game for Green Bay. There's no doubt about that. And oh, Aaron Rodgers is always scary. That's, that's a guy where... Even if you like the Bears, you go, oh, well, it's him, and he might he's worth three or four plays that maybe other quarterbacks can't make to get them over the hump to win a football game like that. I do think the Bears' offense has found its mojo. I do. I, I just like the play-calling flow of what I've seen from Matt Nagy, uh, and without getting too technical there, he's just tying plays together better altogether. 
having passes out of the formations they run, you know, run the ball out of, play action that way, seems to be attacking the weaknesses of defenses better. Uh, and, you know, again, I go back to the Green Bay thing. Like, who is Green Bay really beat this year? That's like one of the big questions I pose. You know, the, the really, uh, their first two wins of the year might be their best wins of the year. You know, I know we thought beating Dallas was a big deal, but no, it wasn't. We were seeing. And then, you know, you know when they play teams with elite units, they struggle. And I, I do worry about them in this matchup. This Bears defense is still legit. It's one of the best in football, as we saw again last Thursday night. I mean, that, that score and what they did was way better than the bottom line. The Cowboys got a ton of bullshit yards at the end of the game and bullshit points when the game was over. I mean, what was that game at one point? 31 to 9? Am I right? Somewhere in there, right? So I'm going the upset, Mike. I am. I'm going Bears 23-20. Yeah, I'm going the opposite of uh, what you're saying there. I am going to go. I'm just going to do that for the next three minutes since they played you doing that while I was trying to do the throwback Thursday earlier. Yeah, I know. I know you love that. But yeah, I am. I'm going to go with the Bears defense, slowing down the Packers who have not been able to put teams away. I just don't think they have enough firepower. And I don't trust the Packers defense. I think the Bears kind of got their mojo going. I'm going to go with them in the upset and really throwing a loop into all the NFC standings and everything like that. I am texting Aaron Rodgers right now that you don't believe in him. Oh, I know. It's not about you, Aaron. It's not about you. It's Dear a team Aaron, sport. I love was my Aaron Rodgers. There's no way he would have ever gave you his fucking number. I, you don't have his number. He would never just because he didn't give it to me. Doesn't mean I don't have, <laughs> well, it. that's true. You do have your sources. You uh, you're right. I don't, I don't know that. Um, okay. Another good one here. Um, but for the restraining order, I would be testing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. That's the only thing stopping you there. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get back to it here. Broncos chiefs Broncos defense, real looking good with drew Lockett quarterback going to Kansas city, Mahomes and company coming off the big win chiefs favored by nine and a half. I was a little surprised to see that high of a spread over under at 46 and a half, Mike. Um, do you think there's any way the Broncos can pull this off? I think they can pull it off. And I'm impressed with Drew Locke. Yeah. Now, I think what happened was they caught the Texans napping last week. Definitely. And the Texans underestimated the Broncos. The Chiefs will not underestimate the Broncos. And the Chiefs have a mastery of the AFC West. And it doesn't matter whether it's Drew Locke or anyone else playing quarterback for the Broncos. I think at home with the chiefs in position now to really reach for that brass ring and try to maybe get themselves a buy in the, uh, in the AFC playoff field after beating the Patriots. I don't see them slipping up here. I like the chiefs to win this one uh, at 31 21. So I have them just covering. I had the initial score. No, actually, you know what I've decided to do here. I originally, once I saw the spread, I bumped it a little bit to let them cover, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to thread the needle. Not that it's a, it's a pretty big needle. I go 30, 23 chiefs over Broncos. I think the Broncos will cover in this one. I think they're good enough to stay close but I think the Chiefs will win the game, thirty to twenty-three. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm not far off from you in a score there. Um, the Broncos, as we've talked about during the week, I really like some of the things that's going on with that team. Like they have a bright future. The defense is good; it's not going anywhere. And let's not forget, arguably their best player on their team is not playing this year, and Bradley Chubb. He'll be back next year. You know, how can you not be excited about? 
Philip Lindsay, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Cortland Sun Sutland, you know, Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton. Man, you got a bunch of guys there that are no no farther past their second year in the NFL. So there's a little young core there to be really excited about. My big thing is I like what the Chiefs have been doing on the defensive side of the ball. I know I've said it a lot lately, but that's my big thing there. And I do think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes and company uh, will be able to move the ball just enough against this Broncos defense, make plays that way. You know, I think the Bron- I really, after watching the, the Chiefs Patriots film last week, Patrick Mahomes played one of his worst games of the year last week. You know, there was some throws and other plays to be had there where I feel like Mahomes kind of played chicken in the game for lack of a better way to say it, where he was a little bit like, oh gosh, we're up 23 to seven. Oh, get the ball here. Catch it. I'm afraid to make a throw down the field. Even some of the completions he made down the field were not great throws because I felt like he was a little careful. And I know he had his banged up hand, but I'm going 27-17. Chiefs win this game. I do like the Chiefs defense. Spagnuolo is creative. And uh, I just don't think that the Broncos are quite ready for this type of matchup quite yet. Um, all right. And and, I, and here's the other thing, too. Yeah. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to beat the Broncos while I can because by next year it could be very, very different, as you've alluded to. Yeah, I, there's no doubt. I mean, the Broncos are one of those teams to watch out for here because it's a player here and a player there, and they could become a, uh, a very special football team. Um, okay, here we go. Let's not waste our time on this too long. Dolphins at Giants. Dolphins going back to MetLife Stadium, a.k.a. Giants Stadium, for the second week in a row. Got screwed over last week in that one, as we've already mentioned. That was a shit call. You don't do that. I don't like it. Giants favored by three and a half. We don't really know the quarterback situation. It's looking like Daniel Jones is going to start, right, Mike? No, 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 no. no. SNY, Ralph Acchiano reported on Wednesday it's likely to be Eli Manning. It's going to be Eli Manning. The Eli Manning farewell tour has to continue. That's the only reason to go to the game. They're making it look like it's it's an injury that Daniel Jones may come back from. This is Eli Manning's opportunity to play on his way out the door. More people will come to the game, and there's more interest in the team as we try to figure out, hey, is Eli Manning playing or not playing? And I think he will be playing, and I think he'll be playing the rest of the year, barring some sort of a disaster, and uh, I think they're going to win. Well, it, 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 may be, it could be his last home win of his career. Much better chance to beat the Dolphins in the Eagles Week 17, and uh, I think he will play. I think the Giants will show up, and I think the Giants will win the game. Uh, well, I, I disagree with you. If Daniel Jones can play, you got to play him. You know, he, he's still got things to work on. You want to send him in the offseason with a positive note, too. And listen, I, I just don't give a damn about Eli anymore. That was great the other night, all that. Did you watch the second half? Man, that was fucking pitiful. I don't know what else to say. He never got the ball. Yeah, He, he got, never he, had the ball. Yeah, because he couldn't complete a pass or do anything. I mean, it was 30 yards in the second half. I, I know. he's getting paid. A, he got paid a million dollars a year for each yard he did in that game. Great. I mean, a million dollars a yard in the second half. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't care. He's not making $30 million this year. No, I know. He's making less than that. Um, okay. Yeah. Dolphins, Giants. What was your score? 21-17 Giants. 21-17 Giants. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. They are still fighting. Uh, I think that the Dolphins' defense is formidable. I don't think they're going to let the Giants throw a slant route and just a straight go route and be stupid like the Eagles did. The Eagles finally adjusted in the second half. The Dolphins, are they're a better coach on the defensive side of the ball than the Eagles. They're smarter. Brian Flores is good at that. And then I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and company are just going to be a pain in the ass for a shitty Giants defense. I think that Monday night game 
will be one of the it's the season's over for the Giants. Like it's been over, but I think now that's like fuck, I don't even want to practice anymore. I think that's what it's going to be. And Janoris Jenkins tweeting during practice yesterday and doing all that shit. I'm going Dolphins to kick a last second field goal and reverse the score from last week and win 22 21. Fueled by a bad call, right. a makeup call from Al Riveron of pass interference that shouldn't have been overturned. Yeah. It will be overturned, and I'm going to get screwed again. I hope so. I, I hope that's exactly what I'm hoping for. 22 21. I'm going with the Dolphins to pull off the upset there. Okay, that's enough on that game. Um, all right, Texans, Titans. AFC South battle, huge implications. Texans all over the fucking place. Don't know what to think about them anymore. Titans. We do know they have become Johnny consistency, uh, which is shocking because they have been inconsistent for the last four to five years. Uh, Mike Vrabel is obviously paying attention to your power rankings, which I get a great kick out of. He's watching the show. Hey, Mike, turn on the podcast. It's the PFTPM. Chris Sims unbutton joint collaboration. If, if you need some more knowledge, if he's, if he's hearing you, he already has. I know. I understand but how that works. I, I get you. I get you. I thank you. I know. But it, yeah, uh, you're right. That's I said that very stupidly. I didn't mean to say it like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Titans favored by two and a half at home over under at 50 and a half. It's the highest over under of the week in the NFL. Mike, how do you think this plays out? I had a tough one with this one. That over under has me surprised and, and it has me considering a best bet of the under because I've been doing about one a week over under the past few weeks. But then I looked at the final score. I projected, yeah. I projected the Titans to win 27 to 23. So that's 50 points. So right. if it's under, it's not going to be under by much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably going to stay away from that over under. I like the Titans in this one, 27, 23. I think the Titans are going to win the division. The Texans may not make it to the playoffs at all. They better hold on. They better hope that they get some, uh, some uh, some wins somewhere down the stretch that they don't have to worry about the Steelers because it could be that the ta- how quickly it changes and right. potentially could change and the team that used to be in Houston that as the Oilers the Titans could screw up the season and really create some major questions for owner Cal McNair remember when things are going well well he's thinking about not hiring a GM well he may be thinking about hiring a GM if they end up not making the playoffs and right now I won't be surprised if they fail to make it yeah I, I would not be surprised either I, I'm, I'm I think this is going to be a fun game to watch I do uh, I think it will be you know around that 50 point mark just because both secondaries let up a lot of big plays and these are two teams that like to dial up big plays in the pass offense and both quarterbacks man Can they throw down the field and put it on the money? Uh, There is no doubt about that. The Texans defense. Okay. Now let's not everybody get like everyone's going to go. The Texans defense has issues and people are going to go, well, what, what they did to the Patriots. Don't forget that whole coaching staff came from new England. They have great knowledge of the Patriots. So that's a little bit of an outlier that way. You know, everybody else every week, there is mistakes in the 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 Texans secondary every single week where they mess up little details, blown coverage, something like that. Somebody's wide open. It's constant. It's hard for me to trust that side of them. Now on the offensive side of the ball, let's ask the weekly question. Is Will Fuller playing? What is the status of Will Fuller and his hamstring? Willie Hamstring Fuller. Uh, that's what I'm going to start calling him. That should be his new, new nickname. Willie Hamstring. 
How? But it's not the hamstring. It's not the if hamstring. If it's the hamstring, right it's not, right? Well, yes. No, no, no. Isn't no. that your thing? Yes. Of course it's not the hamstring. We're going on six years of rehabbing the hamstring. There's another fucking issue. Um, but they'll just continue to ice and stem that hamstring. Let me just tell you. The Titans, what, what I saw last week was unbelievable quarterback play from Ryan Tannehill. It's been unbelievable all the way. But what was different about last week against the Oakland Raiders, they actually went Ryan Tannehill pass game and then went to Derrick Henry run game. That was the first time I saw that in this Ryan Tannehill six or seven game span where they basically said, we're going to let you throw it. And then after you scare them with a the throw, we'll get to the run. And that is a sign of a dangerous offense to me. I'm going with the Titans to win this game too. They're at home. Uh, their secondary is better. Their defense is better in general. And uh, I think their offense has the mojo going right now. I'm going to go Titans 28-24. So I got them just going over the over as well. But I think they are going to win this football game. Um, yeah, well, I, I agree, and yeah. we agree, and it should be a great game, and the Titans will move in, into first place in the AFC South, and they are a team you do not want to mess with in the playoffs. No, it, they are scary right now, the way they are playing, 100% agreed there. Okay, um, let's go to the next one, and um, it's the Eagles, the Redskins. The Eagles looked like shit the other night, but gutsy, gutsy win, uh, favored by three and a half at the Redskins who are offensively challenged. Their defense is still a pain in the ass, as we saw last week. I'm a big fan of Greg Minuski and what he does on that side of the ball. Over under at 39 and a half, Mike. Uh, you think that the Redskins can keep it that close to a three and a half point type of game? I, I just think that the Eagles had something click for them at halftime of the game on on Monday night, and I think they're going to continue what they did. They understand the importance, even though they could probably lose this one and still have the season come down to next week against the Cowboys. You don't, you don't want that to be the case. The This is the opportunity for the Eagles to pull into a one game lead. Cause I think the Cowboys spoiler alert will lose to the Rams. I think the Eagles can win this game. 23, 16 is the score. Carson Wentz showed me something second half in overtime working with a collection of nobodies. And we've said this before, swap out Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and see how each guy would do. Right. And uh, Carson Wentz getting the most out of the, the least. Yes. When you're talking about 40-year-old quarterback Josh McCown coming into play receiver in overtime because they had no one left, they had one guy left, that tells you how bad the injuries have been for the skill position players. And they still won that game, and I think they'll be fine this week, and I think they win. And the, the showdown is coming week 16. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. The Redskins' offense is challenged in the passing game. The Eagles can stop the run. As long as Jim Schwartz and company don't play man-to-man -man and let Dwayne Haskins just throw a ball up to Terry McLaurin or anything like they did with Eli Manning, they, they, they should have trouble. You know, find some zones. It doesn't mean you can't, like, crowd the line of scrimmage and stop the run because, you know, the Redskins, they want to run the ball. Uh, there's no Darius guys, though, so that hurts them there. Uh, Adrian Peterson's still very good. The Redskins' D, like I've, I've always said, is really well coached, and they have a front four that is really under the radar great. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen at the interior D-line, they, they mess a lot of plays up. And Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat on the outside, along with some other guys who come in behind them, it is a very interesting group there. 
You know, the Redskins, that's going to be a job that's going to be secretly, I think, very coveted because they got a good O-line and a good D-line. And people... I don't think anybody, anybody with options is not going to want that job unless Bruce Allen is indeed gone. And I've heard that instead of him being fired, he's going to be allowed to retire. If he's gone, that changes things. But uh, it's not going to be a desirable job if he's still there. Yeah, that that I do agree with. You're exactly right. That he he is kind of the key to all that. I'm going to pick the Eagles twenty to nine. Ugly, just slow beat down of the Redskins. I think you'll see a lot of like what you said last week. Carson Wentz jamming in throws to who knows who the hell they are guys for five and eight and ten yards at a time, and they'll slowly execute down the field and wear the Redskins down. I think the Eagles defense basically wins this game for them. All right. That's it. You ready? You ready for the four o'clock games? You don't want to say anything. I'm else ready about for that. the. Uh, yeah. I'm re- no. I'm ready. I'm All ready. Right. Heisman showdown. Here we go. All right. It's the Heisman showdown. Mayfield, uh, Murray. You know, it's Cliff Kingsbury who benched Baker Mayfield at Texas Tech, and then he transfers because, of course, he had Patrick Mahomes coming in. Let's not forget Steve Wilkes was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals last year, too, and he's the D coordinator of the Browns now, too. So there's a lot of little interesting personal angles of this game. Browns favored by two and a half on the road, over under at 48 and a half. Mike, uh, how do you see the, sh- the, the Heisman showdown going? Yeah, you know, the Cardinals have been better this year than I thought they would be. The record doesn't reflect it. They played the Steelers tough. The Browns are still trying to establish something, get to the right side of 500. The playoffs aren't realistic for them at this point, but they're trying to just do something to show that that there's reason to stay the course with Freddie Kitchens. They've got dysfunction. They've got distractions. But I think they'll get it together. It'll be a close game, I believe. Baker Mayfield versus Kyler Murray. And also Baker Mayfield, even though he took the high road, and didn't suggest that he wants to stick it to Cliff Kingsbury. I think once he gets to the game, he's going to want to stick it to Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, right. And 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 I think Mayfield will have a good game. OBJ may be able to do something. Jarvis Landry's been great all year. Nick Chubb's leading the NFL in rushing. I think 24-21 Browns over the Cardinals. So I don't feel real strongly about it because I like what Kyler Murray can do. And, uh, you know, the Browns defense without Miles Garrett isn't as good as it was. But uh, Browns win. Close game. 24-21. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win, but uh, between the two, the Browns are still the better team. Yeah, that's right. I think that's really all it comes down to. The Browns are a better team. The Browns have a formidable defense, and I think Steve Wilkes will want to shit on his old team, the Arizona Cardinals. So that's going to give them some extra motivation. And I think the big thing with me is more than anything, the Cardinals defense is not good. They're not good at anything, and that's not good against the Browns because the Browns are pretty good at both things on the offensive side of the ball. They can run the ball, and, of course, they got weapons in the pass game. So I think it is kind of an entertaining game, and I think both quarterbacks will make big plays, but ultimately I am going with Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I'm going to go 30-20 to Browns in this one, Uh, and, man, I mean, I just didn't realize they were going to only be favored by two and a half. That makes me want to put them on their radar for best bets. Uh, so we'll see that that is definitely on my radar. I'm not sure what I'm going to do there yet. All right, here we go. It's Mike Florio's Minnesota Vikings. They're going to Los Angeles. Can they win a game against the, they can't even do that song anymore. How do they do that song in uh, Los Angeles? You know, San Diego, Superchargers. fit. It doesn't fit. Do they still try to do it? I wonder. I really do wonder. Do they try to I make don't know it? because fans, they don't have fans at their games. <laughs> Sorry. Very real. Right? They're going to be doing real. the skull clap at the whatever that is, Dignity Health 
Stadium Park brought to you by whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is a dangerous game for the Vikings. Yes, it and, is. And, you know, I, I at one point this season, as I broke down the Vikings schedule, I, I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to be 7-7 seven and seven going into the last two weeks of the season, and they're going to need to beat the Packers and the Bears to get to the playoffs, and we'll see whether or not Kirk Cousins pisses down his leg like he's done each of the last two times, and the only two times he's been in a Week 17 situation where you have to win to get to the playoffs, and if you lose, you don't make it. I think even though the Vikings are better than I thought they'd be at this point, my concern is with the Rams on their tails, the margin for error may be down to zero. Yeah. They may have to win the next three games to hold off the Rams and get in, depending upon how things play out. So I'm concerned about that, and uh, I'm concerned that that uh, the, the Chargers, who blew the Jaguars off the field last week, they're still playing hard. They're still passionate. Just like that video we looked at yesterday, Philip Rivers screaming in Yannick Ngakwe's ear hole after the touchdown pass from Rivers to Austin Eckler, where all Rivers did was throw a short pass, but he was he was ecstatic about it. He was euphoric about it. He was annoyingly loud about it. I th- I think the Vikings will pull this off. I got 30 to 24, and it won't surprise me if it's 24 all at the end of regulation and the Vikings win by scoring a touchdown in overtime. But uh, uh, Adam Thielen may be back, which helps. But this is a very good defense that the Chargers have, and the Vikings just need to. It's you know what? It's good for the Vikings that the Chargers won as big as they did because I think it makes it easier for Mike Zimmer to get his team's attention that this is a big game, and this is the last time they're going on the road until the playoffs if they make it to the playoffs. And I think that they need to get in their head. You know what? This is the kind of business trip that they need, the mindset that they need when they go on the road if they're going to be successful in the postseason. Now's the time to start putting it together going away from home, kicking some butt, and then coming home and hoping they can hold serve the last two games and get into the playoffs. So, uh, And also, I think that the one thing that will give the Vikings a lift, potentially, yeah, yeah. if they see that the Packers are losing or have lost to the Bears, yeah, right. that opens the door for the Vikings to pull into a tie for first place in the NFC North. That could help, too, if you're right about the Packers losing to Chicago. So I got the Vikings 30 to 24, but I could see it going either way. Yeah, this is, it's a dangerous matchup for the Minnesota Vikings who clearly have played more consistent football all year long. There's no doubt about that. You know, I just, I, again, I, I just don't think people realize how good this chargers defense is. That, that's where I, I you know, I, and, I, and I don't expect them to get like national coverage or anything like that. I mean, they're five and eight and I get that, but it really is a formidable force. Uh, they got good corner play. They got a phenomenal front four. They got some depth there. Derwin James is back in the lineup, you know, and the other thing I've liked since they made the offensive coordinator changes, they do run the ball. Um, you know, and as far as Minnesota is concerned, you know, Minnesota is going to have to have some tricks or just some things to break out offensively in this game. Uh, schematically, because if they just run the bootleg and think they're going to run the ball and do that against the Chargers, I don't think they can win the game that way. Now, Adam Thielen, I know he was practicing a little bit. Are we expecting him to play Mr. Minnesota Viking? There was a report yesterday that he's expected to play. I still worry about yeah. his ability to to perform at a high level because I feel like that there's that temptation to 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 get him back on the field and they've been careful with it. I, I, but I think the fact that there's even a suggestion that a play shows that the Vikings understand the importance of this game. Yeah. If they have him back, it will be a difference maker. And uh, the report that I saw yesterday is that he's expected to play. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be a big difference. There's no doubt about it. They need everything they can get to move the ball on the chargers who are good in total yards. They don't let up a lot of points. 
And then, you know, I mentioned the run game. And, of course, we know they have weapons in the pass game, too. Uh, and, you know, I, I think the Vikings took a step in the right direction last week as far as we saw Xavier Rhodes on the field less, which I think is the right thing to do. I know that's hard to do when you're paying a guy that much money, but do you want to win games or not? You know, that, that's all there is to it. You know, having said all that, there's no pressure on the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers in the upset here. I am. I, I was feeling this all week, and I'm not going to chicken out when it comes time to make the pick. I'm going Chargers 24-21 to pull off the victory and really make things interesting for this number six spot in the NFC. Um, you know, it, this is a coin flip game, in my opinion, totally. It's a great matchup. Uh, I, I'm just going to go with that Chargers defense and a little more weaponry on offense with no pressure to win the game. Uh, just a gut feeling, and I will not be making that my best bet or anything. I could say that right now because I think it's that even, but uh, I'm going Chargers in the upset. See, I think the Vikings make a field goal late to tie it at 24, then get the touchdown in overtime to make it 30 to 24. So we're, we, we agree on everything except how it's going to yep. end. Well, I know you're a Vikings fan and that's why our backgrounds are purple because this is your show and your hey, set no, and no, you no, like but, the Vikings. But, so but, but no, but usually I am inclined I know, when are. I think they're going to lose to say, I think they're going to lose. Right. I've probably been more wrong than right with them this year because, uh, you know, they, they've, they've, uh, I, they've won all the games they're supposed to win and then they've won a few games I thought they were going to lose. Yeah, well, this is where the Florio fuck job comes in. You're picking them to win, and they'll nice. find a way to lose and, and put you right back in your Minnesota fandom place. Here we go. That that phrase has been copyrighted. You're not allowed to use it without giving me a quarter. What, oh, which one? What part? And Never mind. Okay. Uh, the Florio fuck job? Yes. Yes, that one. Florio fuck job has been good. coined. I owe you. I owe you seventy five cents. Florio fuck job has been You've coined. A, a pure dollar. No dollar. I don't. I don't. Right. <laughs> they're telling, right, they're telling me to move on. I don't have change, so I had to make it an even dollar just to give you the the pure paper there. Okay. Um, okay. Jaguars. Raiders. Last game in the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, going to really actually be sad for any football fan. They should be sad. That's been a special place for the Raiders and a lot of great NFL moments. Jaguars have fallen apart. Raiders are favored by six and a half, of course, at home over under at 45.5. Mike, do you think the Raiders send the Raiders fans off with a positive vibe when they leave town here? When you consider that the Jaguars lost at home 45 to 10 to the Chargers last week, this is going to be a bloodletting by the Raiders. This is it. The last game ever played there, a three-year divorce in the making. And, uh, you know, this is, this is it. This is the Super Bowl for the Raiders. They're, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. This is the only way they can end the season on a high note. And the Jaguars don't give a shit at this point. So I, 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 uh, I think the Raiders win and they win big. I got 37 to 20. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I think the Raiders are going to win this game too. The Jaguars, I mean, the way the Raiders can run the ball, that's not good for the Jaguars who can't stop the run at all. And, you know, the, the Jaguars have packed it in. Now, I do think that the Jaguars will move the ball a little bit. I'm going Raiders 27-21 without making this too long. But I think it'll be like a pretty fairly convincing 27-21. I wouldn't be shocked if it's really like 27-14, something like that. And Jaguars score a touchdown with a minute five left in the game to make it 27-21. That's kind of how I envision it. Uh, but I'm surely rooting for the Raiders in this one. I want to see the Raiders fans get a victory one last time there and kind of want to see the celebration with the players and the coaches and all that. So that would be cool. Um, okay. 
one of the doozies of the day. Rams, Cowboys. Uh, Rams kind of got their mojo back. Favored by one and a half on the road versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are reeling right now. Um, over under at 48 and a half. Do you think the Cowboys can win this game and get back on track? Well, the Cowboys will win the opening toss, take the ball, or the Rams will win the toss and defer. And the Cowboys will go right down the field, the score a touchdown, and then it'll all fall apart, just like it has each of the last two games. I just don't believe in the Cowboys at this point. They've deserved it. They've earned it. And the Rams all of a sudden are playing much, much better. This is going to be a tough one for the Cowboys. And 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 the Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett angle, I love that. Wade yeah. Phillips fired during the season in 2010 by the Cowboys. Jason Garrett was given the job. Jason Garrett was getting paid more than Wade Phillips at the time, reportedly. I, I like the the Rams to win this one 31 to 20. They are finally using Todd Gurley uh with no concern about whether or not he's going to be able to get out of bed the next day. And and I think that was the thing that was holding the offense back all year long. They were yep. afraid to overuse him because they didn't want him to not be available when the games counted the most. Now that they're in desperation mode and they need to keep winning, I think that we will see uh, Todd Gurley firing on all cylinders. And the Cow- the Cowboys, just they, they were uninspired last week, and they needed to win. They were uninspired against the Bills, and they needed to win. There's no reason to think it's going to change. I think I think their bubble burst when they lost to the Patriots that they felt like that was their chance for a signature win. They didn't do it, and I think they just kind of collectively, just after Jerry Jones said what he said, I just feel like the wind came out of the sails, and uh, I think it's going to continue. 31-20, to 20, the Rams over the Cowboys. Wow, 31-20, to 20. okay. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's hard to have faith in the Cowboys. I mean, come on, they've lost four to their last five, and, I, you know, again, I, I don't think they win and beat the Detroit Lions if Matthew Stafford plays that game. They're, they they could have lose all five. They got lucky with an injury, really, for that. So uh, it, it's hard right now. You know, the Rams' defense is really good. They're multiple. They do a lot of different things. They're going to pose problems for the Cowboys' offense. So, yeah, I give advantage Rams' defense and that part of it and then you flip it around and yeah the Cowboys defense is good but not great and the biggest thing Mike as you've heard me say 95 million times is they don't do anything different on defense and the big thing is last year in the divisional playoff game Sean McVay cracked the code you know and he did it a little last week against the Seattle Seahawks who run the same defense as the Dallas Cowboys so this is going to be one interesting thing to me too. Is Dallas going to watch the game from last week and go, oh, they did to Seattle what they kind of did to us in the divisional playoff game. And for like all those out there, when you might go, what did they do? They ran to the shade nose almost every running play the whole game. So they ran the play they wanted to against the look they wanted to the whole game because the Seahawks and Cowboys don't adjust. All they ever do is play harder hit harder. And that just doesn't work in 2019. Sorry. And, and really that's what happened. They ran to what we would call the guard bubble in the NFL plays. They wanted to run. So, you know, last year, what happened is the Cowboys would set up and, Oh, the strength goes over here to the right side. The, t- the, the Rams would break the huddle and two tight ends would be to the right strength to the right. And then the bubble would be to the weak side left. And they would either run the play they wanted to the weak side bubble or they would shift the tight ends back over to the left side, and the Cowboys don't change their defense alignments when things like that happen. 
And then they would have more guys on that side of the ball than the Cowboys could handle without getting too technically there and just continue to gash them. And that's what they did to the Seahawks last week. And that's scary when you play the Rams because when they start to run the ball like that, the bootleg, the screens, the play actions, everything start to look amazing and unstoppable. And you're screwed over that way. I'm going Rams too. 24-20. I think they get the win and the Cowboys uh, will still be reeling. All right. You good? Anything else you want to say? No, it's good. I, I, you know, this is a, it's one of the best games of the day. And uh, if the Vikings do indeed lose the Rams and Minnesota will be tied at nine and five with two games left. Yeah. And the Rams go to San Francisco prime time next Saturday night. Ooh, yeah. That'll be a good one. Um, all right. Falcons at 49ers, the Kyle Shanahan bowl. Uh, he's going to get to play against Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan, the old team there, the team that kind of threw him under the bus after the Super Bowl and uh, basically let everybody just blame Kyle and said nothing. It still pisses me off. It really does. You know, I'm Kyle's friend, but that would piss me off if it wasn't my friend. I mean, that's just, that's bullshit. It really is. Who called the play? Who called the play? Kyle Shanahan called the plays. That's great. I mean, I, I, I've never heard us. I've never heard us blame Josh McDaniels for management of a game. I've never heard any offensive coordinator get involved for management of the game. That's the head coach's job. What do you do? Dan Quinn wasn't coaching the defense at the time. He must have just been standing there eating popcorn and watching the game. You tell your offensive coordinator, "Hey, I want you to run the ball here. Hey, I want to run it again here." You know, I you those are that's what a head coach does. So, you know, that's bullshit. And then Matt Ryan like made it worse when he was walking out the door too. So I think Kyle's going to want to get their ass back. I really do. The 49ers are favored by 10 and a half over under 47 and a half 49ers coming off the big win. Falcons got a good win last week against uh, the Carolina Panthers. Mike, how much do you have the 49ers winning this one by? Let me just say this. The day after that game, Tony Dungy was on this show. It was before you were part of the show. Yeah. And Tony said, it's on the head coach to say, Whoa, right. No, right. We're not going to throw the ball here. We're going to run the ball. And I made the point that if the coach doesn't do it, the quarterback is the last ditch. And, and you think Peyton Manning would have, he would have said something. He would have, he would have, he would have, he would have said, screw it. I'm running the ball here. I'm winning the super bowl. This is stupid. We're taking the field goal. We're putting the game out of reach and we're going home. So uh, Matt Ryan could have done that. And you could argue he should have done that. If you want to be in that true class with all-time greats, that's the kind of thing that you do. I'm, I, I joked about this earlier on PFT Live. I'm picking 28-3, 49ers over Falcons. I like it. None of the, nobody cares about the scores anyway. 28-3, 49ers win. Yeah, I, I like it. A little pay, uh, payback, Shanahan style there. Uh, I, I, too, you know, I think this is a bad matchup for the Falcons. You know, the Falcons against this front of the 49ers, I think they're going to be all over Matt Ryan. They, they're still not a great pass protecting team that way. So that even takes their ability to throw the ball down the field away, which is one of their greatest strengths. I think they're hurt there. And then the Falcons defense, it's just, hey, it's, it's not that great. Uh, again, predictable, as you know. And I do think Kyle and company will be motivated. I think last week's wins the kind of win, too, that makes them think, like, you know, stick out your chest a little bit. Like, yeah, we are awesome, and we're going to, like, we're going to pound everybody's ass into the ground here from here on out. Um, I'm going 49ers 34 to 14. They just got too much firepower overall uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they clearly cover this one. And I think they will blow out the Falcons uh, all the way. All and right. I think that Kyle, Kyle brings a little something extra for his former team. Yeah. We saw what he did to the Browns. 
We saw what they did to Washington. It would have been far worse than that if they weren't playing in a monsoon exactly. the whole game. Exactly. I, I think they're gonna. St- I think they're gonna stick it to the uh, stick it stick to it. the Falcons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, I know you have to read something here, so it's you're you're up there, Slugger. Kid can't even read. What is it? Uh, oh yes, uh, this is a message, and this is serious. This is serious. No screwing around here. Yeah. It's about drunk driving, and this is a message from our friends at NHTSA because of the holiday season approaching. And this is very simple. I have copy to read. I don't need to read the copy. Don't drive drunk. If there's any doubt, we all have the ability to get an Uber or Lyft or or there's still cabs out there. I, I've checked. You still see cabs. There are ways to get home if you feel like you have had too much to drink, if you feel like you're even close to it. And, you know, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I got to get my car tomorrow. Don't take the chance. You could die. You could kill somebody. I think it's probably worse that you kill somebody than that you die yourself. Because if you kill somebody, you got to live with that the rest of your life. It's it, And it's common this time of year, and everybody gets caught up in the Christmas spirit, and nothing's going to happen to me. The point is, don't mess around. Whether it is alcohol or a little uh, marijuana this time of year. Yes. Whatever it is, do not get behind the wheel. Make plans if you're going out to a party to get a ride home. Be be aware of whether or not, if you didn't have a plan, to maybe drink a little bit too much. We all have that. And I've been there, Chris, and you've been there. When you know you're getting toward that territory where you're just going to let it go and right. who cares? Uh, I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. I don't care. Make sure you have an arrangement in place 100%. before you give in to that. Yes. It's not hard to do. You're right. Exactly so, right. And you know there are still 29 people that die in the United States every day from alcohol-impaired vehicular crashes. 29. I thought we had evolved past that. No. We haven't. It still happens way too much. This time of year, it can happen even more often. Don't destroy the holidays for yourself, for your family, or for someone else's family. And think about that, too. You go out there driving drunk on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, and you kill somebody, you're going to ruin for the rest of the lives of those family members. Because right. you're never going to be able to enjoy the holidays again because you killed their family member on the holidays and during the holiday season. So be extra careful. Be on guard. Be smart. And uh, I, 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 it's something I feel very, very strongly about. Fortunately, I have no personal experience with having that happen to me or anyone close to me. But it, it's, uh, it's amazing when you think about it because it really, in the 80s, it happened to a lot of people. And it's, we've made progress. But uh, just don't screw around. No, and I, uh, I went completely off script on that. Uh, sorry, Nitsa. The message was sent. Uh, and uh, now we move on. Yeah, no, well Chris. said. I think you you hit all the the major points. And and within that, don't text and drive either because that same stuff Mike talked about could happen too. All right. Sunday night football. We'll be there. Well, we won't be there, but we'll be here in Connecticut for the football night in America. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you do people ask you, do people assume that since you work for Football Night in America, you actually go to the games? If you had people who just assume that you're at the games constantly, they just go, Oh, so where are you going this week? And I'm gonna be like, Well, you apparently never watch them. I'm going where I go, I'm going where I go every week. I'm in the studio every week. I know. I've been doing this ten years now and I still get that question. Yeah, no, I I'm going where I go every week. Right, right. And it's like, oh, okay, yep, all right. So you don't ever you've never watched me actually, so you don't even know. Um all right, but yes, I do get that. I- I'm excited for this. Oh, game. you know what I also get? You know yeah. what I also get? When you're on the show on Sunday night, are you at your home studio? <laughs> yeah, they bring everybody to West Virginia. We're all together <laughs> that in would West be Virginia. Awesome. That would be awesome, actually, if that was real. That we all went to West Virginia and stayed at Chateau de Florio <laughs> for, the, for the night. Hey, you're welcome. I, it'd be fine with me. I know it would be. I know you're very welcoming that way. Um, all right, we got a good one though. 
Like I, I'm actually really excited and yeah, it's going to be defense. It's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be about managing the game for the head coaches bills at Steelers Steelers favored by one and a half over under at 36 and a half. Mike, I have a feeling you're going Steelers here. Am I correct? Uh, this is just one of those games that the Steelers win at home in prime time. Uh, you are not going to beat the Steelers under those circumstances in their own building. It's not happening. Maybe if it was in Buffalo, maybe it would be like it was when Cleveland hosted Pittsburgh on that Thursday night a few weeks back when uh, all hell broke loose at the end of the game. But in Pittsburgh, they're going to fire up Renegade at the appropriate time. They're going to be nuts. They're going to be crazy. It's going to be loud. And there's going to be a Minka Fitzpatrick pick six or something along those lines. 16 to 13. The Steelers win the game. The Steelers continue to push. They, yeah, they got it out. Yeah, they, they, it's going to take a lot for them to get the five seed. But, uh, you know, the Bills lose to the Steelers. And then the Bills lose to the Patriots. The Steelers run the table. They're the five seed, not the six seed, yeah. which I don't know is a huge difference this year, but uh, it's always been, it's always been, there's always a slim chance you're going to host the NFC, the AFC championship game if you're the five seed. So why not be the five seed? Well, yeah, you want to be the five seed, I think, more than anything right now because you'd rather not have to go to Kansas City or New England in the divisional playoff game. Or, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to go to Tennessee. I don't want to go to any of them. That's well, the no, problem. I know. I guess I'd rather I, go there, but you're, you're right. It's the, nothing's that pretty right now. Uh, you went with the under at 36 and a half and I am going with the under in this one too. This is going to be a defensive, hard hitting football game. This is the number three defense in football versus the, I just want to make sure I got this number five defense in football. Uh, both are very impressive, well-coached. Pittsburgh does a lot of crazy things on the defensive side of the ball. I do worry about Buffalo's ability to protect Josh Allen. As we saw last week, Baltimore blitzed Josh Allen, and, man, he took a beating. Uh, I worry about that aspect a little bit. But, you know, to flip it around, too, I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be able to move the ball much on the, on, on the uh, Buffalo Bills either. I mean, you're so right about the Steelers and prime time and all of that. And when they're home, they seem to always have the magic to pull it off. Uh, I'm going to go upset here. I am. This is a tough one for me, but I am going Buffalo Bills. You know, I'm basically looking at it like going, it's a push with the defenses. And I'm just going to go with Josh Allen and the Bills just to do a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball than Devlin Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, is he back this week, Mike? Uh, I I think there's a chance yes. he will be back. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, either way, I'm going Bills 19-17. Similar score to you. I just think the wow. Bills will figure out Gutsy. a way. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I'm going to pick them to do it. I do. I think this Bills team is tough and well-coached and – uh, this is the kind of style of football game I think they're actually made to play in right now. So I'm going with them. But um, I'm not going to make that my best bet. I could tell you that much. This game's a coin flip game, in my opinion. Um, okay. Colts, Saints, Monday Night Football. I think a little bit of a scary matchup for the Saints. Saints coming off a tough loss, as we know. Um, Colts are kind of reeling. There's no doubt about that. Saints favored by 8.5, over under 46.5. Mike, what say you? 
Saints haven't really blown anyone out lately, and I don't know that they're going to be able to blow out the Colts. They need this win, though. They need to to try to vault back into that position to be the number two seed. Then they will be uh, encouraged if the Packers would lose to the Bears on Sunday. And even if they don't lose there, I think they lose to the Vikings on the following Monday night. But who knows? But I just think the Saints see the opportunity to get back into the two spot. The Colts really are reeling. I, when they were six and four, I thought, man, they should be eight and two. And I picked them to beat the, the the Texans. And they haven't done anything since then. They are just disappointing. And I don't think the disappointment turns around. It's going to be Saints 34, Colts 24. That's my pick. Um, it could could the Colts cover? Maybe, maybe. But I just think this is one of those games the Saints win. This is a get-right game with the Titans looming and uh, that that opportunity to steal back the number two seed still hanging out there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, uh, I'm picking the Saints to win, too. Uh, I am. And I think they will be the number two seed when it's all said and done by the end of this weekend because I got the Bears beating the Packers. I just don't think the Packers are a, a one or a two seed. And I think reality hits them a little bit this year, uh, this week. But uh, I'm with you. You know, I do think that the Colts pose some problems. Hey, listen, it really hurts the Saints with no Marcus Davenport, no Sheldon Rankins. We know the Colts offensive line is still really good and special. They might be able to run the ball, control the clock a little that way. They are aggressive throwing the ball down the field when they do drop back to pass, which scares me versus the Saints a little because if you can protect and do all that, like I said, Marcus Lattimore is the only true cover guy they got in the back end. Eli Apple and P.J. Williams can't cover anybody. And... Um, you know, I guess the other thing that just, and again, I'm picking the Saints to win. The other thing that's just scary about the Colts is, is their, their linebacker play. The wall. Oh, I oh, you were no. talking about the yeah. wall. Well, the wall is, is always scary because they can control a game, but their linebacker play will pose, I think, some problems for the Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas underneath passing game at times. But ultimately, you know, I think the Colts are are reeling right now. I think the Saints are clearly a better football team. I'm not going to have them cover the spread. I'm, I got them winning 30 to 24. Uh, they win the football game. But like you said, they haven't been blowing anybody out that way. And I think there's enough firepower on this Colts offense still with that offensive line that they'll make their share of plays against this Saints defense, but the Saints get the win. Yeah, um, I agree with you. And uh, that's it. Yep. Get so, the whole week. 16 games. So again, we disagree on four wow. games. I like Which four. It, Which four? Bears, Packers, Dolphins, Giants, Vikings, Chargers, Bills, Steelers. All right. And I took the underdog and all four of them because somebody's got to have guts here and it, it might as well be me. So my lead's going to be back to seven when we get to next week. No, I'm looking forward to next Thursday. It absolutely will not. I will have my broom right here next to me once again because I'm going to sweep that shit yeah, just up. Fly again. That, just fly that thing yeah. right out of the studio. Um, all Harry right. Potter. So now it's time for best bets where you have a two game lead on me for the year. Um, Go ahead, Mike. What do you, you want to lead off the first one, or would you like me to lead I'm off? I'm start. I'm starting. Yeah, Look, six and a half points. The last game ever at Oak. Are you freaking kidding me, Vegas? The hammer the Raiders. The Raiders going to win. They're going to win big. It's a no-brainer. The Jaguars don't care. Raiders big. I picked the score earlier, 37 to 20. This is it. This is the swan song. This is the last game they're ever going to play in Oakland unless they move back again, which they're not going to do this time. They're leaving for Vegas. The three-year divorce finally comes to fruition, and they're going to go out with a bang. It's going to be a great scene, and there's no way that John Gruden is going to let Derek Carr screw it up. Raiders win. Raiders cover. Okay. Uh, mm, 
All right. I, I mean, I would not be shocked if that happens. I don't feel as confident as you. I think they're going to win the game. I'm just not. I'm not going with you on that one as far as covering. I'm going with tonight. I'm sorry. I hate to do Thursday night and do that. I hate when you do Thursday night. All right. Would you rather me not? No, no. Okay. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I do. Go ahead, do I it. just don't have enough faith in the Jets uh, offense against this Ravens defense. And, you know, without Jamal Adams and Quinn and Williams, they're just, you know, I, I don't think the Jets defense is as good as the statistics say. I think the Ravens will slowly beat them into the ground tonight and suffocate them. I picked it to be 27 to six. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 20 to three, something like that. Uh, But yeah, I clearly think they're going to cover. I'm going to go with that one all the way there. Um, Yep. I'm going Ravens. So go ahead, Mike. What's your second one? My second one is a game we talked about earlier, which is kind of stupid to say because we talked about all of them earlier. One of the afternoon games, late afternoon, Rams-Cowboys. I like the Rams giving one and a half. I think the Rams are going to easily cover. The Rams are the better team right now. The Cowboys are falling apart. And Jerry Jones' ongoing desperation to try to start start the lawnmower has the engine flooded. Uh, 31-20 is the score I picked. This one's an easy one for me. I think the Rams win. I think the Rams win easily and deliver another dagger to to the Cowboys, who still would have a chance in theory to win the division if they win the last two games, beat Philly, beat Washington, they'd still win the division at eight and eight. Yeah, I I, I hear you. I mean, um, I don't know what it is because I have the Rams covering too. I just don't have the guts to pick them for the best bet here. I don't know why. I guess I'm just, there's a part of me still that thinks, well, the Cowboys had extra time and maybe they'll get it together. So I'm chickening out there, even though this was on my radar for best bets, definitely. My next one is I'm going with the Bears. I am. Yes, I am. As I, as I said earlier, I think the Bears are going to win the game outright, 23-20. I think if they lose the game, they don't lose by more than a field goal. And I'm getting four and a half points. So that extra one and a half really makes me feel cozy. I just can't see the Packers blowing the Bears out in any way, shape, or form. And I think the Bears offense has it going. I'm with Big Cat. I think the Bears are back. I think they're a pain in the butt right now, and I think they're going to pull off the upset going up to Green Bay. I think they got a little mojo going right now, and they had the extra time, and I just haven't liked the way the Packers have looked as of late. I know they've won, but every time I turn on the film, uh, there's just flaws there that I don't like, and as I mentioned before, who have the Packers really beat this year? Their best win against the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing, so I am going Bears there. All right, number three. All right. Number three, I'm torn. I'm torn. There's two games that I'm torn. I know you're torn between the Patriots and the Bengals and what the 49ers and the Falcons. Correct. Yes, correct. Me too. I'm I'm, exactly with you right here. I'm so let's talk this out. What are you going to do? What are you thinking here? I'm scared to go with the Patriots. I'm scared to just because I'm afraid their offense might lay an egg and then like you know, the Bengals score a late touchdown to where the game's like 20 to 13, even though the Patriots dominated the whole game. You know what I mean? I just remember how the Patriots responded in the past when they've been accused uh, of wrongdoing, especially when it's false accusations. They, they get pissed. They get motivated. They rally around their coach. Uh, but do they have the horses to do I know. it? That's right? The crazy, spirit is right? willing. The flesh is weak. Right. But then on the other side, the 49ers, you know, they got to save some, uh, they got to save some fuel for the next weekend's game. Ooh. Short week, Saturday Rams coming to town. What do you do there? 
Uh, I, I think I, I'm going to go 49ers because I think after winning narrowly over the Saints, I think that Kyle is going to want to draw up a dominant performance. Uh, I, I think that that's important to kind of get that vibe back that this team is an elite team that will kick the shit out of whoever it needs to kick the shit out of. They can win ugly. They can win pretty. They can win blowouts. They can win close games. This is a game that should be a blowout. They haven't had one in a while. Uh, that I can remember. Have they had a blowout in a while? No. Am I, I missing one? No, I don't think you They've are. Been, they, well, no, they blew out the Packers a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you're Hell, right. That's, you're that's, right. That's, that's easy, right? The last time they were home, they, they curb stomped the Packers. Give me the 49ers covering the 10.5-point spread over the Falcons. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going there, too. I am. I was hoping you were going to take the Patriots there. I really was. Uh, I'm going the 49ers, too. I, I just don't trust the Patriots' offense enough to cover the 9.5. Like I said, I think they can – be dominating that game and the defense can let up a, a bull crap touchdown at the game at the end of the game. And it doesn't cover it. And, and this is just a different Patriots offense than years ba- back. So not so sure they can like totally capitalize on that 49ers really don't have many weaknesses. And you hit on all the other big points that I think motivate a team and Shanahan wanting to get them ready and all those type of things as well. Uh, and I also think the players there know will know that Kyle wants to kick the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons. I do. Um, so I'm going with the 49ers as well there. I will say this. I did think about the Browns in that matchup too. They were on the radar just as another team too. Uh, but I'm going with the proven commodity of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, all right. That's it. I also, I also gave yeah. serious thought to the under and Bill Steelers. Yeah, serious you, thought to the under. Yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, I would, I would. I like be that a lot. If that's, that's the only, that's the only one I like this weekend. But I didn't feel strongly enough about it to do it. But if you're inclined to go the over under and you're looking for one, Bill Steelers. Well, there you go. Mike's got the Rams covering. He's got the Oakland Raiders covering the six and a half, and the 49ers covering the ten and a half. I as well have the 49ers covering the ten and a half, and then have Chicago. Covering the spread against Green Bay, I think they're going to win the game outright. And I think Baltimore will slowly beat the Jets into the ground tonight and cover there as well. I picked it to be 27-6. to six. Uh, so J-E-T-S, I Jets, know. Jets, Thursday Jets, night games Jets. have burned me this year in our bet segments. They have burned me, uh, I think, almost every time I've picked them. Hey. At least, at least you've made up for it on Sunday nights. Yeah. No, no I have not exactly. I have not. <laughs> I'm in my own head with Sunday night football. I can't even pick it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really in my own head. I am totally. Uh, Mike, always fun. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, that's it for us. Chris Sims on button, PFTPM, joint collaboration, the Picks Podcast. Please get at us on social media. You know where to find me. You know where to find Mike. Mike, you doing a podcast or anything else? You got it tomorrow. You got a PFTPM coming tomorrow? Probably a PFTPM tomorrow. Okay. All right, cool. Mike, uh, safe travels. I'll see you here Sunday morning. I can't wait to grab you and make you feel uncomfortable Sunday morning in it's the studio. Real, it's not uncomfortable. It's painful. Good. You don't understand. Good. Yeah. And what a right. what an ass kisser you are for wearing that Raiders shirt today, too. I just like to mention that. It's their, la- it's their last game ever You're, in Oakland. This how do you have all, all these Raiders shirts? Where did there? you get all these zip-ups? They send them to you? No, I buy them. You do? They're not expensive. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. You buy yeah. them. You, you if got you a few. If you, yeah. I don't have a weed budget, so <laughs> I can buy this stuff. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> my extra money every month goes to my weed. Very true. <laughs> All right. You know it's Friday night for me. You know what time it is tonight for me. Daddy cigar time. All right. I'll see you. Peace out, everyone. Be Later. good. Later. <laughs>